0: Hello, and welcome to Made With Intention. We are two women sharing our expertise in entrepreneurship, discussing life lessons, and everything in between. Today is our cringe episode, and we are sharing all the things that make us cringe, what we'd rather happen instead, and some lessons we've learned from our own cringiness. Thanks so much for listening, and let's welcome May.
1: Hola! Happy Friday! Happy Friday! How are you feeling today? I feel... I'm just happy to be here. Um, Yeah, I woke up just very happy to be alive per usual
0: <laughs> just, I'm just happy it. I'm just grateful me too and I love this episode even though it's a little off-brand for us because we're not typically the type to kind of focus on the negative but sometimes you have to focus on the negative to get to a more positive place
1: facts and we're here to show all sides of ourselves and especially our voice notes that was a the theme of our podcast and this yes. is something that we message each other about is like oh can you be- can you believe <laughs>
0: exactly. exactly so that's what we're going to get into so let's kick it off. Um, we're going to start with unpopular opinions.
1: Ooh, our first one um, is about coaches and that coaches <laughs> are scams, mostly. Which <laughs> we...
0: is ironic because we're both coaches.
1: <laughs> so we say it from experience. Um, we'll say coaches can be scammy.
0: Yeah, there's just something about, like, I don't know what it is, but it's as soon as I read that someone's a coach, I'm like, ah. Yeah. Why am I like this? Is it my drama?
1: <laughs> well, yes, but I think it's also just the association. It's like I don't know what's something comparable. You know, I guess like even when you hear the word, oh, I know another one that's comparable is like digital nomad. I'm a digital nomad. A lot of people though absolutely hate that term, like digital nomads. They really, hate I've it. never yes. heard that. Why they hate it? It's discu- for, This has been for years now. Before it was super, super trendy, and I. I guess I think it's because you just get lumped into the crowd, you know, of uh, digital nomads before was very uh tech bros crypto vibes and you're just like, oh, And I feel like coaches are the same. Like you just kind of just don't want to be lumped into
0: Yeah, you know another one that would fit in with that too is influencers. Perfect Everybody example. Everybody hates that word. Yep. And I I just had a client yesterday and he was talking about how he went he went to Bora Bora and he was like there were all these LA people there for a wedding and they were all just kind of like doing this with their phones like doing the selfie thing and I'm like just enjoy your vacation but they are probably just influencers and I was like well you know I'm an influencer right
1: right <laughs>
0: and and- like, you're different, you're different. I'm like yeah but you know I get it and I I understand both sides of it so of let's get, let's get into that
1: word was well, so on that note also side note that's why I love traveling with my friends who are influencers because we're going to take content and no one's like oh you're taking content again but there's also a balance it's not like we're on our phones the whole time it's just like yo let me get this quick 30 minute 30 second shot can you can you film this with me real quick and then you keep it moving um so in a coach's vibe for me it's I guess it's kind of like a, a, a toxic positivity thing that turns me off.
0: That's an interest. I've never heard that, but that is a perfect term to explain what's going on. So suss that out a little bit more for us.
1: Okay. So toxic positivity is like when you go to someone, oh, toxic positivity is basically in summary, my childhood. Um, when you go to someone with a problem (laughs) and they're like, well, at least it's not this, you know, or at least you woke up today. Yeah, that's cool. But fuck that. I'm going through some shit right now, you know, and life happens. So toxic positivity, it it is a thing. It kind of negates your issue.
0: Like I think the, one of the most important things I've learned in therapy, and I think I said, I said something to the effect of, I know everybody, some people have it so much worse. And I know I have to kind of keep that perspective. And, and my therapist was like, yeah, but that doesn't mean that your current pain is invalid just because somebody else is dealing with something more challenging
1: it has nothing to do with you actually like at all and it's also I think it's fucked up when people are like oh well at least I you know like with me let's say I'm a business owner and you know it's it's a rough life out here it's hard but you know we chose our hard um and then it's me saying well at least I'm not you know in a job that I hate or I'm struggling financially or something like that why do you have to use someone else's struggles to to hype yourself up I don't like that and so yeah it's that and we're gonna there's another piece of that that we'll touch on but Yeah. It's like, I feel like a lot of coaches are, you know, or they make shit seem so easy. And I know I'm a contradiction for that because literally life made easy, but it's, Oh, all you have to do is this. Oh, you're not, your business isn't taking off. It's because of you. You're lazy. You're not doing this.
0: Yes. Oh my gosh. I remember. So for me, the the coach thing happened because it wasn't really a term. I personally saw that frequently and, till about two-ish years ago I don't know maybe it's been around longer and I'm just living under a rock but the one person I saw all the time and I alluded to this person in the last episode she was super just like hi how are you today's a today's a great day it's a great day to it's a great day to have a great day or she's so positive that I just felt like this is saccharine it's not real this is artificial sweetener that's what it felt like and then a lot of the a lot of the messaging was it's not working because of you you're not you're not this you're not that let me show you what I do and then she would like take us through you know a brain dump and how it all looked but I'm telling you her stories would go on all day long and so I was seeing someone who was in it a hundred percent of the time and had no work-life balance True. and then what ended up happening and like I said on the previous episode a a year later after she's like I made a million dollars and she had she made a whole that was her whole identity was if I can do it you can do it yeah but you killed yourself to get there right and then at the end of it all she ended up just like crashing and burning for other reasons as well like it what happened was george floyd was murdered and she refused to talk about any of you know systemic racist issues that we've got in the country and you know she just refused it was just all about the million dollars making the money getting up da 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 and she ended up just uh getting off the internet and just saying i can't do this
1: anymore boom and look what ha- and that's what you want to push people toward and also i really this goes with it as well i really don't fuck with uh um, if I can do it, you can do it. I, do, I don't I do believe in that sentiment at all. Actually, I'm fire and I don't know what you can do, you know, to be honest with you. <laughs> I know what I can do and I, and I try to push myself continuously to see if I can achieve more, but I don't know your work ethic. I don't know your morals. I don't know your ethics. I don't know your values, actually. I'm going to tell you how I did it and maybe some of that will resonate with you, but just because I did it, I can't say that you can do it too.
0: Well, one thing I love about you is that I do get the vibe from you that you believe people can be organized. So like that's your thing, right? Or organization, making making systems, creating automations. And I have always felt like that's just not me. But you, when I worked with you one-to-one, you were like, I'm gonna show you a couple different ways and it needs to make sense for your brain. You yes. can do this if it makes sense for your brain, but this yes. is how I do it and it may not work for you. And so your messaging is similar in that you're very empowering, but it's not like you have to do it my way. And I think that was the that that was the difference, is she was just like, this is this is the only way. You're lazy if you don't do it this way. Look at all the things I've accomplished
1: because I've been able to do it. And then murdered yourself in the process (laughs) to get there. And that's the other part of just the coaching, especially with the business coaching, is there's like this, they just ignore the whole other side of life. Business is not everything. The money is not everything. Even I do one-on-one group coaching and I do a three-month minimum because the first half, I'm very firm, is all personal development. You've got to have your mindset right before your business can excel. Um, and if you don't, what happens? You're gonna crash.
0: You're gonna crash, and your your business is gonna be stagnant. And honestly, like you're as a business owner, you are you have to be a creator in a sense. Even if you're not creating content, but you have to be innovative. You have to be able to look at a complex problem and come up with a variety of different solutions and figure out the best one. So if you're not in a good headspace to look at problems and brainstorm and think outside the box, then you're, you're not going to be able to, to deal with those
1: things and your business will be stagnant. Nor help your coachees do the same thing. Right. Boom. All right. Anything else about coaches and how much we love as, as two coaches? <laughs> well,
0: so I, I don't want the message to be that coaches are scams. It's just that for a very long time, I was like, ew, coaches. And now I'm like, all right. So there are different types of coaches out there, just yes. like there's different types of anything. And I think with a great coach, you can do so much. Cause I'm so, the other, the, the problem with me is I don't like asking for help. I don't like hiring people because I just feel like I know how to do everything. And mm-hmm. if I don't, I'll figure it out. But, and to be honest, the only reason I hired you in the, like the first time is because I knew you and I saw how transparent you were and how vulnerable you were. Why? And Thank that just you. Res- it just resonates with me because you're real. So I think for me, the turnoff of the, the picture perfect kind of saccharine content is that I know it's a facade because nobody's life is perfect. Nobody just gets it simply by working hard. You're going to work hard, then you're going to fail. Then you're going to work hard, you're going to fail. And then you're going to approach it a different way. So for me, the only coach that I would be willing to hire is somebody who is showing up online in a very authentic way, sharing their failures, sharing some of their personal life too, because I don't I just want to know who I'm working with. Yeah. I just think business is more about relationships than it is about like what you know. Absolutely. Unless you're like an IT guy, in which case I don't really need to know too much about you. Just solve my computer issues, please and thank you.
1: <laughs> no, I said perfectly. And that's. I think, uh, yeah, you hit it. That's what turns me off the most is that everything is good. Not say that there's bad, right? The, there's good and the bad as well. But, like, damn, you don't have bad days or bad mornings. like you. And you just – we know you do, but you choose not to share that part. And how come you're not comfortable with that part of yourself? Are you dodging it? Right. Right.
0: Yeah. That That's good. I'm glad, I'm glad we figured that yeah. out. And rants. <laughs> <laughs> Until the yeah. next rants. Next one. Right. Which is next. <laughs> Morning routines with aesthetics oh, this crush is, my soul. This is Candice's fave. This is my personal, like – it's just anytime you see a morning routine that like looks so perfect with the candle and the tea and the lemon water and whatever else just know that I'm watching it with a giant <laughs> eye roll because I know that's not how it is don't
1: lie to me don't lie and we know you set up the camera that's mine it's like come on you set up the yeah. camera for this like yeah uh, yeah and and again I think it just goes back to what we just said shit's not perfect and we know it's not and we know there's a mess in your room and that's a real well, morning. Some
0: days it is perfect. Like I yeah. don't realize some days I will get up super early and I'll stretch and I'll be in a cute outfit. And like my skin will magically be for whatever reason, like smooth and nice. <laughs> and, and I will have that nice ease into the day. But more often than not, I have like had to give myself a pep talk to get out of bed. Yeah. I have to like drag my ass down to the gym. Like maybe that's what I should do next is like a realistic morning routine. That's not about aesthetics. Boom. But- Cause it's real. And I think that I don't, I don't mind the aesthetics to be honest. I do get a lot of inspiration from them, but if every single thing you put out is aspirational, it's like, it makes me want to vomit. <laughs> it's,
1: it's basically what we're saying is like, the recurring theme is there's no balance, there's no, ba- it's just all the, it's just all perfect, 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 perfect. Nice. And at least for, yeah. at least for us, maybe that does resonate with some people. If it does, I would argue that maybe you're chasing perfectionism and that's not realistic. Ooh. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I'm not the target demo.
0: Yeah, same. I think there's a ooh. This is going to be an unpopular opinion. I hope nobody hates me for this, but maybe it's because I don't have kids. But when people when when people complain about their kids incessantly, I'm like, I don't ju- I'm not. I don't judge them because I don't listen. I've babysat in a couple hours with certain children. I'm listen, like, goodbye. But. I just feel like if every single thing you're posting about your kid is what what a hard time the kid gives you, it makes me – I'm just like kind of eating my popcorn and watching. I'm not yeah. judging. I'm not hating on this person. I'm just like, okay, this is interesting content because it, uh, it goes back to a balance. There's one person I follow who I really love her business, but anytime she posts her kid, she's like – how long until this baby starts crying? How long until this baby ruins the entire flight. Damn. How long- and it's like, and it's it's incessant. It's never like, look what a great day we had. Look how cute these little socks are. Look at it's just always and I know it's tongue in cheek and I yeah. know it's sarcasm, but it's I've I don't know that I've ever once seen her post something like happy or excited about this baby. She, she did not enjoy being pregnant and it, like it and not that anybody has to enjoy being pregnant but it's like from the moment of conception until that she's day been until, it, until this actual day like even today she's like the ba- oh you know what it was they went on a family trip and the baby fell asleep in the in the airplane and she took a photo and she's like This was actually an enjoyable flight, which means that for the flight back, it's going to be miserable. And I was like, damn, couldn't you just have an enjoyable flight? But I know that that's her personality, and she's sarcastic. But the whole time, anytime she's got her baby on there, I'm just, like, eating my popcorn. Because I just, I don't know. It doesn't doesn't rub me the wrong way. It just makes me feel like, I don't know, is there any kind of, like, hope or happiness? (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, well,
1: I think that's, you know me, I'm big on the, you know, speaking with intention. And I don't know that I could, I I wouldn't be comfortable entertaining that narrative that way, that much. That's what it is. Especially,
0: why would you want to put it out there that maybe the flight back is going to be bad? Like I can't do that. Exactly.
1: Exactly. So basically, so you just, well, you just claimed it. The flight back is going to be bad. Exactly. Damn, that poor kid.
0: But again, now I'm noticing a theme. So I want, Mm -hmm. I I like balance. That's what it is.
1: That's it. That's it. Show us both. Um, You put free stuff sucks.
0: (laughs) Here's the thing. I tend to believe you get what you pay for sometimes, not sometimes, but with a caveat. The caveat is don't overcharge yourself, but f- sometimes free stuff turns me off because I just feel like if you're giving it away for free, what kind of value does that hold?
1: My, what I, um, something that stuck with me is, and I did get this from a coach, um, but it was from a course that I had did and it was really good. And she said, when people pay, they pay attention. And so that's something that's always stuck with me because I genuinely, you know, with with the course I'm about to do now, I genuinely, I really do want you to pay attention, and I feel like that's how kind of how I approach pricing is. And I actually, we, this is something separate for us to talk about, but I a lot of times with my offers, I choose a price first, and then I go offer my effort. Um, I, I base my effort into that project on the price because. I have a great understanding of my community and my audience. And I, you know, I know pretty much how they work and how much they don't want to do shit. And so I try to, you know, make things that that they don't want to do fun. <laughs> I love um, it. But I'll, I'll set the price first to make it um a price where I feel like they, you know, they can afford it. It's sustainable. It's, you know, it's practical for them, but also just enough so that they're like, all right, I can't waste this on this particular thing um so yeah when people pay they pay attention so i think with the free shit you know it's cool if you're doing a freebie or a quick guide like i have a um i have a freebie that's how to create a freebie and people love it and they've used it a lot to create freebies but i love it of course because it's very intentional and it's saying listen you're you're here to communicate your expertise you're here to add value um but that's the only free thing i have so i feel you entirely i'm just not sure, to i it.
0: think when i first started blogging i came up with some i think i called it like the zen cookbook first of all what second of all <laughs> i made like and i think i just repurposed a couple no i didn't repurpose blog but there were things that were they were totally new that i created just for this little cookbook and i was trying to get people to sign up to my newsletter that's what it was and so there was like a little freebie for that So I don't mind that, but for the most part, I'm not gonna do that. Like, I'm not gonna sign up for something for a freebie.
1: I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It's I. I would say I only do freebies for uh, email list for email list growth. Um, Yeah. And then with that, with my clients, I always say, if you're going to offer something free, I will only offer something free if I'm getting something from it. So if it's like, for example, I did like, 100%. um, because then it's worth it, right? Um, I remember I was stuck on something I was strategizing and you hopped on a call with me. And I think we chatted for an hour because, of course, that's our fun. And so my way of saying um, thank you was that I offered uh, five 20-minute free calls uh, for my audience to do. And they love them. And they were so, like, it's also, again, just knowing your community because they were so grateful that I took that time. Um, and then a lot of people saw that and then paid, they booked different shit because they had said they didn't want to take the free ones from someone else. So I got, I got paid for that. And then also I got to learn about their struggles, which were all recurring. And then boom, I got to make offers off of that. So yeah, I only do free shit if I'm going to get something out of it.
0: I did free, um, weekly yoga classes when I first was teaching because I was inexperienced and I just needed experience. Yep. So I was gaining experience as I was offering this free thing. And then that way nobody could com- could complain because it's a free thing. So if I messed up the class, like, you should of luck. Um, I'm about to do a free class for my Instagram following just because I've had a really like shit couple of weeks. And people have shown up in the DMs and like on like commenting and stuff, just like the kindest, most supportive above and beyond comment. Like, I don't know, sometimes I'm on Instagram because it's a business, but I'm also on Instagram because this is my community. And yeah. I really didn't expect people to show up for me the way they have, like after my grandmother passed away, for example. And um, I don't know. I just the other day I was just feeling like so thankful and so grateful for the people who've just reached out and just been so kind when they don't have to, you know, like yep. you scroll through and you don't have to take the time to say, like, hey, I'm thinking about you. I hope everything's all right. It just it's just so sweet. And uh, anyway, I'm going to do a free class as a thank you for that. And I'm, I'm when not... When is it?
1: Because this, this episode drops on Monday. Will it oh. be time?
0: Uh, yes. It's gonna, it'll probably be the end of next week. So probably Friday
1: of the week this comes out. Okay. So if you're listening to this today, then this Friday probably. <laughs> Check Candice's <laughs> stories.
0: All right. Let's move on um let's talk about unethical unethical business practices
1: yes this has been a recurring theme with my clients this week um and I'm so grateful because you know a lot of people I the people who purchase my stuff like my consults and all that stuff usually are like yo you increase your prices um which is amazing from someone who just paid for something and they want to pay more you know and the common feedback is that they've paid way, way, way more for a shorter time with someone else with a different coach and they got nothing out of it. And they'll say to me, yeah. I, it's, I hate hearing that because they're like, I've been on this call for a few minutes with you and I'm already good. I'm already, my vibe is different. I'm already ready to take action. They, they take, they hop off the call with a whole different mood. Um, for me, that's not motive. I don't really compare myself to others. Um, which, you know, some people could argue that's great. Some people could argue that that's not a great business practice. Um, I don't take that as a reason to increase my prices. I take that as confirmation that I'm on the right path. But someone else, for example, a different client, she's in a group coaching program. And she yesterday started breaking down crying because she invested so much. And she's like, I've, I've learned nothing. She, she posts for feedback. She posts in the group. She doesn't feel like she gets community. People don't answer her posts. No one gives feedback on her shit. She she's been in it for three months. She hasn't made any movement in her business, nothing. And that breaks my heart. Um, because you know,
0: if I ask how much she paid. I'm just curious, like about these damn coaches, man.
1: I know. I want to say she paid a couple thousand. I'm not sure the exact amount. Yeah. Right. For
0: a group situation.
1: Yeah. Oh my God. I don't know how long it is total, but I know she's been in it three months so far and she feels like she's got, you know, she's received nothing. And, that hurts. Um, I know I'm in a group coaching program right now. I paid maybe close to seven thousand, and I owe like two thousand more for six months. And I mean, I guess you know we're very different people. I can make any. I can pull something from everything. And so, and but also just on the undelivering front, I was given um, a whole library, a whole video library. I have lifetime access to this library. Just off of that, I have something out of this. Just off of the network, I have something out of this. Um, just off of, we have like monthly workshops where she brings in different experts just off of those so far. I feel great because I have learned so much about myself, my subconscious, it's like a spiritual business vibe. And so I feel satisfied in that regard. And I think that's part of it is knowing that when you purchase something, you really do gotta, you gotta do the work and then you also gotta make it what it is, right? You gotta make it work for you. But yeah, man, it just... I don't know. It really makes me sad hearing from so many people that they just feel like they're putting money out there and not getting anything for it, you know?
0: Oh, absolutely. I think it's really important to just be mindful that you're not chasing money as a business owner. Yes. Like we, obviously we all have to pay our bills. Um, so I, I get obviously that you need to charge for stuff, but you have to, you have to have a good, intention behind it I just I would just die if I like I I don't know how people like that sleep at night the people who have put out these you know multiple Well, they have a different
1: conscious they have a different it's a different intention behind you know it's not us in their brain
0: it's the Anna Delvey of coaches yeah (laughs) someone posts on their Facebook group she's like I do not have time for this I do not have time for you I just don't get it. You did that perfectly.
1: Side note, you killed it. That was on yes. the money.
0: Yeah, I'm very good with accents. Killed it. Like German one. Um, yeah, it's it, it, that. I don't know. I just can't function that way. I, I, I can't. I can't. I can't. I don't know.
1: All it hurts for anyone though who, um, you know, if you feel like you did invest in something, especially for your business, and you feel like you didn't get anything out of it. I know for me, even when I made the initial investment, um, I made it just off the strength that I knew that I was telling the universe that I'm investing in my business, and I'm showing the universe that I really do f- firmly believe in my business and my business's success, and that I'm willing to to look for help. I'm willing to put anything out there, and so when I put in again, the, the course was, you know, close to 7,000. I just assumed, you know, I have a goal of hitting my first six figure year. I've never even made six figures as an employee. So this would be a huge year for me. So I just made that investment saying, all right, so that's the 70,000, you know, so wow. now I got to figure out the rest of the 30. And so mm-hmm. just, you know, when you make that purchase or make that investment, just know that it, it's confirmation and it's going to come back to you tenfold, if not more.
0: And also don't forget the power of reaching out to your credit card company. If you've paid for something and you did not get what you paid for, then you have the power to, to file a a complaint. And you, all you have to do is show what you paid for and what you did not get. (laughs) And they usually will always side with the consumer. So
1: also just on that note again, speak up because this, this person that, you know, I asked her, I was like, well, you know, would you have a conversation with the person? Cause I also believe in transparency, you know, maybe they don't Absolutely. know, maybe no one's told them, maybe no one has had, you know, no one has complained or, or said anything to them. Speak up. Like I, that's something, listen, my, my mouth has gotten me in trouble. My mouth has gotten me to a lot of success. And I'm um, speak, if I don't fuck with something or if I feel like I, it's, I'm not getting what I was promised. I do not hesitate to obviously take a second, gather yourself, take some notes, get your bullets ready. But I feel like you can't even be salty about it if you haven't expressed how you feel because you got to speak up. No one's a mind reader out here. That's no one's job. And so if you feel like you're
0: going to speak with the person
1: I asked her and she said, no, she said she said that if she at the end, like asked for feedback, which, you know, a lot of people don't. So she said if she asked for feedback, then she would provide it. But if she didn't, she didn't feel comfortable going to her because she said that this person for this particular country is a big player um, and that she has great connections and she's already connected her with a lot of other people. And so she didn't want to, you know, maybe add fire to a bridge or slightly burn a bridge in that way. Um, honestly, it does not, again, for me, does not compute. I don't really move that way. If I have something to say, I'm going to say it. Because I also feel like you can speak, you can, you can express yourself Tactfully, while not yeah. burning bridges, you know what I mean. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, I don't, really, I don't necessarily resonate with that method, but you know, I have a
0: solution for her. Maybe um, what is it?
1: I'll tell her. I
0: know that you can do a anonymous email. Uh if you just google it, I forget what it is. True. I think it's just like anon. I, I don't know what it is, but um just google like anonymous email and it will literally send an anonymous email no IP address attached to it and you can just share your honest feedback without sharing who you are in the group and just say like, just bullet points, you know, and just like you said, you can be direct without being, you know, an attacking, you know, attacking their character or anything. You can just simply say like this is what I was promised this is what I've received and I'm still
1: missing X, Y, and Z, you know? That's it. That's it. That's, it's very, um, she's not American or from the States rather, but it's it's very like, uh, at least from my experience abroad, like I, I, you know, I love resonate so much with French culture. And one of the ways uh, I resonate is French people always like, you are so French because I'm so direct and even last night I said something to this guy. He was hurt. He was American. He was Really? Oh my God. All the time. And it's like, you know me, I'm not mean in the slightest. And he said I was mean. He's like, you are so insensitive. It's like, no, I'm direct. Like- there is power in being direct, especially I don't as think a you're
0: woman. Insensitive at all. At Absolutely. All. But I think you're right about the cultural thing too. Like I my first app that I did was with a Japanese company and the Japanese do business extremely differently than, than Americans. Like, they are not direct. If they can't do something, it's like the best. But you, it's just, it's the opposite of direct. And that is one of the re- reasons why I had to, like, dissolve our whole relationship because it was just, it just couldn't function that way. Um, and then in living in Germany, just <laughs> to get off in a little bit of a tangent, they're very direct, but there is a protocol for everything. So Americans, like, we tend to just want to go to the per- – like, can I speak to the manager? Like, yeah. we're that type of vibe. Whereas Germans, they will go up the chain in a very strategic, methodical way, and it's extremely frowned upon to skip these two people ah. to get to the big boss. Like, you, you, they do not like cutting corners. They do not like – everything is a system and a process – um, and you, you just don't skip any of those steps. It's very looked down upon.
1: It's why I thrive there. I love whenever I'm in Germany, yeah, I'm just like, love it. Mm-hmm. every time I visit, I'm like, I'm home. <laughs> I'm home also in Japan because the like how orderly it is, you know, even like getting on a train and everything. I'm just, whenever yes. I'm there. I'm just like, this is for me. But anyway. <laughs> Um, Anything else about unethical business practices that, you know, I have one actually kind of related to what you said about the credit card. It's like chargebacks because you actually went through one recently. The flip side is like unethical movement as a purchaser. Again, if you have not spoken up, I don't think that you should be filing for a chargeback. I think that's entirely inappropriate. You never even, you didn't even tell the person that you had a problem. Or
0: consider the situation. So I had a chargeback when someone had paid to to go to Greece for a teacher training. I know that teacher trainings are not cheap, but it was also meant to take place in March of 2020. So if you remember what was going on in March of 2020, the world was literally shutting down day by day by day. And the person was like, what's going on? What's going to happen? I'm like, I don't know. I'm trying to handle it. I'm going to try to get your money back. I'm going to try to reschedule. I'm going to try to figure it all out, but just hang tight because this is an unprecedented situation. The My contact in Greece was like, I'm sorry, but we spent all the money because we had to get it ready for your arrival. You're meant to arrive in two weeks and like the entire world is shutting down. And so he was like, let me go back to my bank. Let me go back to this. Let me go back to that. I'll get back to you. So it was a lot of back and forth. Never mind the time change. And in the meantime, the person was like, well, can I just put it towards a future teacher training? And I'm like, no, because I've already paid your money to the venue and they've spent it. So if I have to go to a different venue, I can't just pay for you for free. Like I don't have any of your money. Do you know what I mean? So, I mean, I have like, I can, I have my portion of it, but they had, um, I had paid the venue in full. So I'm like trying, it was just a mess. And in the end, I was able to return everybody who had patiently waited about like ninety five percent of their amazing. payment because the Greek people, thankfully, were able to give me a partial refund. So I was able to give that partial refund back. Wow. Um, and then that one person did a chargeback, and it was interesting because they had paid like one month at a time, and. The cre- their credit card company, they would have ended up getting more back had they just been patient. Their credit card company gave them like half the payments back to them and half to me because it was just an unprecedented situation. Nice. So that was like, I just feel like, you know, have a conversation, figure out what the circumstances are, and then, you know, see what to do with the chargebacks. And then the other one I recently dealt with, somebody was, they bought a, an online program, and they were just simply not tech savvy enough to figure out how to find the program. Like it downloaded automatically to their computer, and they didn't know how to search their computer to find the program. So they did a chargeback saying they never got the program, even though it was an automatic download. And they never reached out to me to say, hey, where's the program? And I could have just walked them through it. And so that was really annoying. And after I showed proof of it being sent, I... You know they didn't. The charge wasn't done in their favor, so it was all good. But it was just such a headache and so annoying. And again,
1: just communicate. That's it. It's really. It's. It could be. It could all be so simple. It could all be so simple. Um. Speaking of communication, you
0: make it that's Isn't that it. That's Lloyd Hill song.
1: Yes. It's yes. Like, it's like, now that I'm older, I'm like, I get it. I get yes. it. It's. It, it is humans. We make things difficult. Um. And on the on the in the vein of. Communication. One of mine under unethical biz practices is being all talk, and I say this in the regard of one just like coming from corporate America and motherfuckers just talking all the time. One, I just don't, I just don't do well with talk. Like I rather you could be, you could talk about it, you could be about it. I would much rather take action and be about it. um mm-hmm. Even you know we have an announcement coming in the next episode. What that took us what ten minutes mm-hmm. max. You know, let's boom, boom, boom. Let's do this. Let's um, And so, but particularly it's like, again, we both have trust issues when it comes to getting help with our businesses, but when you, I'm sure this has happened to you when like someone's like, yeah, we can help you with this. We could do this. We could do this. We can do this. Got it. No problem. No problem. No problem. And then the time comes and it's just crickets. So what were you talking about then? Because you said this was super easy for you, that this was going to be no problem. And now you're ghosts, you know, or now it's, oh, it's a hold up, or now it's, life happens for sure but watch what you say then stop this is actually the the converse under delivering um the rule is like what under promise over deliver so yes. heavy on the under promise it's not that you're not adding value you still can there's a baseline but don't hype yourself up and if you can't actually deliver on it that it pisses me off Candace especially with men Good
0: for you that's why I refuse to hire help with social media. I feel like every social media company doesn't have a strong social media following. Good and one. I can't see what you do. Like you're not sharing any tips for, I think, I don't know. I, I just don't get it. That I, that's why I haven't hired anyone to help me with social media because I, I just feel like if you're, if you're a social media company and your own social media is not great, I don't trust you. Maybe that's, maybe they're busy working on other people's things. I guess. I guess, but how can I hire you if I can't see your work through your own brand?
1: Sounds logical to me. I don't know, it's just me. Nah, that resonates heavily. Or at least, I mean, because even if you show case studies, it's like, cool, but how come your page (laughs) doesn't have, shouldn't this be easy for you? Alright, we have a bunch of other things that make us cringe, (laughs) let's take a quick break first. (laughs) I don't know about you, but
0: for me, I find that I just don't seem to have enough time in the day to take care of everything on my to-do list. So I look for ways to be more efficient with my time. One of those ways is through a meal delivery service like Sakara. Sakara offers fresh meals, teas, and supplements that are organic, plant-based, gluten-free, dairy-free, non-GMO, and have no refined sugar. I've tried a lot of meal delivery services, and I have to say that this is definitely the most fresh. The meals are surprisingly delicious, and if you'd like to try it yourself, Use code EXOCANDICE for 20% off at Saqqara.com. That's EXOCANDIS at Saqqara.com or click the link in our show notes. I'm so excited that I got through almost all of our episodes, right? Because we have one more left and I haven't severely messed up that commercial yet.
1: Facts, or any commercials. We've been pretty good with the commercials. We have. Go yeah. us. I really appreciate you putting me on to just writing out a script because I definitely probably would have just been like, whatever vibes. Right. um <laughs> while you we were talking I added something to our list um because oh, it's something that I have to check myself on is I'm I'm better about it now but I used to be like really 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 bad about it like I had this roommate it's mostly I guess about also people I live with but I used to have this roommate he was a piece of shit and still is but he just was not he have you ever met someone who flops through their day like literally flops like body-wise like they're just and just like he just flopped he just like he was That's
0: just how I picture like Kafa people uh like you know how we talked about yeah, what did we
1: talk the about?
0: doshas um, and oh yeah okay so this shoot that wasn't for this podcast but we'll talk about it after but anyway we we did something together where we talked about doshas and how like i don't really believe in them and you'll you'll hear on that episode why that is but that's how I picture half of people just like flailing this.
1: about. <laughs> just literally just a blob. Like he was just a blob yeah. and, and he was fit, he was active. But his aura, everything about him was a blob. And I learned a lot from his energy because I was always, he was a good friend of mine at the time. Um, But something always turned me off about his energetic vibes. And the results of that was wild. Um, And so it was a great reminder on like intuition. You know what I mean? And just because sometimes as humans, you know, when you just don't vibe with someone, but you kind of push yourself because you're like, like you and I talked about someone recently, you were like, oh, something about them. It just turns me off you don't have to, really have to have a reason, you know, you don't have to, that is the reason that you don't fuck with them, right? Is that yeah. feeling, but often we're just so stuck on what is it? What is it? What's the thing? Sometimes there is no thing. Um, but one of his things that just made me want to throw up in my mouth was his lack of ambition. And I've had to check myself a lot on this in the past. Like we're, you know, we're very driven and very ambitious people. And you know, I, I want so much for myself and I'm gonna get that shit, whatever I want, I'm gonna get it. And that's, That's great, but you also don't have to be that way. You know, you also you can, and I'm not saying this to say that these are bad things, but you can you can have a job and love that job and go to that job every day, and when you come home, maybe you want to watch TV all day. You can do that because it's literally your life. You know what I mean? You can not travel. You can not open your mind to new experiences. Maybe you never read. You know, you can do those things. That's fine. But I have to. I've had to really check myself on not being because I'm I'm not a judgmental person at all, except with this. This is the one thing that I can get very judgmental on and I have to check myself consistently is like when people don't match my level of ambition or want it's greatness probably, for themselves.
0: It's probably because my unsolicited analysis. Please. And I think it's the same for me as well because I I have a hard time with the blobs because I'm always scared of becoming one. Yes. So I bet there deep down, there's like a part of you that's like, I never want to get to a place in my life where I'm not feeling the drive, the motivation, the excitement to go embrace all that life could offer. Because it's like, to me, it's sad. It's a sad way to live. It's complacent. Yeah. And so I think that at least for me, the reason why I have a tough time with that is because I know there's a part of me that fears that for myself.
1: I think because that's absolutely there's so it.
0: much of my self-worth that's tied in. I don't want to say how much I accomplished, because even it's not about the accomplishment. It's just like, did I prep? Did I plan? Am I dreaming? Am I thinking bigger? Am I am I not being complacent?
1: Yes. Perfectly right? said. I think that is absolutely, it. that is by far my big, other than bats, that is my biggest fear. <laughs> <laughs> Bats. I'm de- like terrified. Why? I don't know. I don't know if I. Someone. I went to someone. Maybe like a. They're so cute. Do, do, oh, do, do, do. they're cute. Oh my god. Can I cry. I think I went to you know some type of woo woo person, and they said probably I had some type of experience as a kid or something with bats, which you know New England vibes makes sense, but yeah, horribly afraid. Horribly. I even- will tell you. Go ahead. I was just gonna say I even went bat cave diving in Panama. And Bocas del Toro. I to yeah, because I, I said, you know, you don't know mean everyone got to face their fears. So I got it. Too. Right. I did it. Done. Never again. I've, I've been to a cenote once. I will not go back. I'm good.
0: Yeah. Like, I don't, I'm not trying to like open up my home to bats, but I, if I see one in the sky, I'm like, okay, cool. You're probably eating the mosquitoes I hate. But That's... I will say that when I was in probably eighth grade or ninth grade, I was babysitting in this old ass house and I was just in the living room watching TV, the kids were upstairs asleep, and a bat Fluent. The thing I don't like about bats is they're shifty and unpredictable. Like, yes. talk about a blob of a of an yes. animal. That thing, like, has no direction. Like, you don't know where it's going. And I ran into the bathroom. I locked myself in the bathroom for the next, like, three hours until the parents got home.
1: <laughs> I see nothing wrong with what you did. I think it was logical. And, fun fact their spit is poisonous for humans. So, if you are too close to a bat, you need to immediately go to a hospital because the spit came. Be-
0: yeah. That. noted cringy things bats cringy things bats um Um, also cringy on the list shit talking what did you mean by that
1: i meant like um like a gossiping vibe like i've never it's one thing like for me i've realized with my friends when when if we're talking about other people it's because it's like an update type of thing you know what i mean i'm not and i'm not saying this is justified at all but it's I just can't imagine a life where I'm sitting around talking about other people all the time. You know what I mean? They come up cool. Also, I'm a narcissist. I'd rather talk about myself. You know what it is? It's like, (laughs) I don't know about you, but like my mom, for example, when I, a big reason why I don't, I hardly talk to my mom on the phone because when I do, it's, oh my God, this is what's up with this person. And then, can you believe so-and-so? I don't, I cannot even stress to you how much I do not care. I am so self-absorbed and I have no problem claiming this that I genuinely don't give a fuck. And so one, I don't care Two, why are you so caught up about other people? Three, how come you don't want to talk about yourself? Because I can give you, if someone said, what's up with you, I can give you a list. I can give you a whole update or just, you know, or just also just like regular conversation skills. That's one thing all my friends have is like, we can sit in silence or everyone is a great conversationalist. And I feel like when people default to, gossiping and talking about other people it's that you lack conversation skills and also again why are you avoiding talking about yourself and your life again I'm not perfect of course I talk about other people or you know us we will send notes about Kardashian updates cool <clears throat> but if that's your a part of your personality disgusting to me
0: yeah I tend to I notice like when I zoom out of my life and I look back to type of person I was the conversations I was having and who I was having them with over the course of my life the gossipy years were in my like early 20 well obviously all through high school because I was the worst and then in my early 20s until about 26 when I got really sick is from Lyme disease that's when it kind of all sort of ended and I did a lot of soul searching during that time when I was super sick and I realized that it all stemmed from insecurity not knowing myself, not really liking myself. And therefore, instead of just fixing the me things, it's so much easier to just turn around and be ugly to everybody else. However, I'm not immune to gossiping about people. I'm not immune to, I mean, we just shit-talked coaches, you know, and the saccharine vibes. But it's in the vein. I find, like, when it, even after, because I don't feel good about it, you know? Like, I don't leave those conversations like, eh, I talked about so But... I, when I think back to them, it's always in the vein of trying, how do I say this? Like trying to learn something for myself. Yes. Context. So, so yeah. So like with the coaches, for example, like we just, we just sat here and said, coaches are frauds, yet we are them. And, but then we dove a little deeper and said, this is what rubs me the wrong way and it's, it's about the inauthenticity and the not sharing your personal stuff and the ups and the downs and the this and the that. But it's all in the context of how will I move forward as a better coach. And so I've noticed that in the it's very few and far between that my friends and I will talk about other people. But when we do, in analyzing it after, because I, like I said, it doesn't make me feel good, I'm like, okay, it's still in the vein of making sure. It's like identifying what I don't like so that I don't do that myself if that makes sense.
1: Yes. Or like, let me check myself real quick and make sure that I'm not, it's like with me with the whole unambitious thing. Like I have to check myself and make sure I'm not acting on that judgment, you know?
0: Yes. Because a lot of times, like I learned this years ago, a lot of times when we don't like a person, it's because it's not actually the person. It's just something about that person we don't like in ourselves or it's something, something or some aspect of ourselves that we used to be that we didn't, that we do not like at all
1: and don't ever want to go back to. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And so actually on that note, that's exactly what's next that I wrote is criticizing others when you're really criticizing yourself. I I mean, yeah, it speaks for itself. It's something that I just always try to be aware of within myself. You know, again, I, one of my biggest things, and I know this to be true is that I'm not judgmental. Um, and I know that because people tell me everything people have, people tell, People have told me some things, man. Even Uber drivers. Yo, Uber drivers, t- I know about sex histories, STIs, pregnancy scares. They tell me everything. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. All the time. Every Even Bammy always comments, like, yo, you're always talking to, to the, because I'll come into the house and I'll be like, oh my God. So I just met Jesus and he told me that. She's like, how do you end up in these conversations? But it's because people just tell me things. And I know that that's, again, because of my vibe and that I'm not giving a judgmental vibe. And I love that about myself. You could tell me the wildest things and my demeanor does not change. I'm just like, okay. yeah. Um, And so that's something I just always want to check myself on. And so if I am critical of other people, then I view it as me. I take it as me being critical of myself and like, all right, so what am I criticizing here within myself? Um, Because I just, I never want to be that, you know?
0: I'm curious how that'll change when and if you're in a, long-term committed relationship and you have to live with somebody True. who does things the opposite way that you do.
1: Candace, I uh, ask myself every day how that will work.
0: I'm not critical I don't I'm not critical of Dan. We are just fucking opposite when it comes to keeping a clean house in that he is Uber clean and I am I'm not dirty. I'm not a slob. I'm not a blob. In that yes. Article. But I. But I'm messy. I'm mm-hmm. totally messy. You're not dirty. You're messy. Yeah, and it's it's hard because we're trying not to be critical of one another. I'm gonna go inside and stuff for a second because I hear that helicopter. But it's it's a challenge.
1: No, I feel that entirely, and that's it is that question is that's a beautiful insight because it's something that I ask myself all the time. It's like yo, when I am in a long term relationship and I'm living with someone, I'm so particular just about well. if you've been following along, I mean, systems, processes, all that shit. Like I'm so particular. Um, but again, I very much so let people live. That's one of my talents is like, I really do just genuinely just let people do them. But yeah, I I don't know what that will look like. I think it'll look like, you know, I see myself solo traveling all the time. I think breaks are healthy. Um, I think separate spaces are healthy. And so definitely having like my own space is how I envision myself, you know, managing, um, yeah, but maybe
0: you'll be one of those um, couples that like you have your own separate wings of the house
1: down and then like the bed, the bedroom's in the middle, and then we can just meet right. in the bedroom, and then the rest is um, and you sold, sold, sold. You're welcome, <laughs> you
0: solved, your, you solved your issue before you had it. Boom, um, criticizing others when you're really criticizing yourself. We just talked about that. Social media content made to put others down.
1: Ooh. I see it in my head. I see the content in my head and it's, it's the, um, it's the reels that are like, here's you going to your nine to five miserable every day. Cause you don't have the ambition to, or the drive to change your situation. Who the fuck are you talking to? First of all. And why is that how you start your reel? Like what's your problem? What's your problem? What's your problem? <laughs> right. Right. I It makes my skin crawl.
0: I saw one the other day that was, um, Okay. I try not to have hate follows, but I have a couple follows where I'm just, again, I'm eating the popcorn. I'm trying to learn. This person is a trainer and their vibe is just not my vibe, but they are, they make probably close to 500,000 a year. And it's just in-person training. And now he's, he's starting to expand into, um, like the online world. And I've done the opposite where I started in the online world and now I've got a little bit of in-person stuff going on. So anyway, I'm just like curious, right? So I'm approaching this from a perspective, like we work in the same vicinity. So I'm just curious. I like to know who's out there. But I typically don't check um, other people's stuff and I try not to compare. Like it gets gets me too in my head when I compare or like if I, if I look too into the competition. But this one person um, really knows his stuff, but the content he's creating is very attacky. So, mm. so we went on a rant about like another person that's really huge on Instagram who um, has a very restricted – this person only eats raw meat. <laughs> oh, God. Yes, you heard that right, people. Raw meat is the only thing this person eats. And the guy just like – the creator just went off on how unhealthy how it's not even a real thing it's all smoke and mirrors this and that and for it just didn't really add anything to the to the fitness world except for maybe the maybe the point he was trying to make was like don't be persuaded into a raw meat diet maybe that's what it was but it just felt very like attacking and I I don't think that a raw meat diet is healthy for anybody I don't know if person that's doing the raw meat diet is like smoke and mirrors but i personally just don't want to make content out of a malicious place
1: yes yeah, it doesn't it's not nice it's just not it's nice
0: a time and it just feels like negative nancy town and that's not a place i want to be <laughs>
1: <laughs> nah, not at all. There's someone, um, uh, recent, I don't, you know, I, I, well, I don't really, I really don't scroll through Instagram. I'm just there for stories to be honest, but I know she, um, for a long time, her reels, I probably muted her for real. Cause I'm, I'm mute. anyone, anyone could get it. Um, and I muted her, her stuff because everything started with, again, just like, um, it's like with, with eating, you know, if you were, if you made a reel and you were like, Oh, you woke up bloated again probably because you don't want to change your eating what just chill just it's so not my vibe like I cannot just relax guys tranquilo it's not that serious and yeah I guess I, I also just would never want my brand to ever be well I run a very different brand but you know we're a safe space over here so I'm not out here to try to attack anyone
0: well and now you know we just sat here and said like let's oh yeah as <laughs> we attack everyone no, But again, what I'm realizing is like when I'm like, all right, why are we talking about this again? Oh, it's because we're trying to make sure that what we are doing in our business and in our personal life, too, is nope. from like from a good place. And it feels feels really good. And I think that's fine.
1: That's it. we just trying to sleep at night with a smile.
0: That's it. Um, Anything else you want to say about social media content made to put others down before we go to commercial? No. All right. Let's get into it.
1: If you cringe at the thought of how unorganized your life feels at this moment, I'm here to help. If you don't know, Megan is my name, organization is my game. Nothing makes me happier than making your life easier. And I'm going to do just that with my new course, The Foundations of Personal Organization. I designed this course for regular, regular humans looking to create flow ease and clarity. You'll learn how to quickly declutter your digital spaces and create systems to keep you organized and sane for the long run. I even commissioned a custom made guide to help you organize your home. You can go to lifemade.com slash organized to enroll. Now that's lifemade, M A E D dot slash organized, or just click the link in the show notes. As a treat for rocking with us, use the promo code Intention for 10% off. Stay organized.
0: All right, welcome back. We are talking about things that make us cringe, lessons we've learned, and um, what we'd like to do instead of cringing or what we would like to happen. So we're going to kick this section off talking about It's a lot of like social media stuff, I guess I would call this chapter of the podcast. Yeah. So the first one is about unsolicited opinions or digs in the comment section or in direct messages. So this one, um, I think I wrote this down. I have this happen all the time. Like what? Give us some. Okay. So for example, before I was married, I was complaining about the cost of health insurance and someone was like... Well, you did just spend four thousand dollars on a treadmill.
1: Oh my god!
0: Yeah, and I remember taking that to you actually, and you're like, "Nope, this person has no right to say this because they you called it something, pocketbook." And you know, I was about to say it.
1: They were pocket watching.
0: Pocket watching. I was just about to
1: say that just now. That sounds just like me. <laughs>
0: yeah. So yeah, I just felt super attacked, and then I felt like. Okay, you're right. I did spend $4,000. However, that was a business expense and I can't write off my own health insurance. Like it was just it was just all these thoughts that went on um and then I've had in opening up more about buckles unless I go through an entire series of stories, go, you know, detailing every little thing he has going on. If I just say one little thing like, "Oh, waiting for the melatonin to kick in," people will be like, "Why are you giving him melatonin?" And it's like Or have you tried XYZ? And I'm like, you don't understand the full thing that he's dealing with. And yes, I've tried everything, and this is what my vet says to do. So
1: that's it. And if you wanted, like, I remember. I, oh, I think it was, like, early in the game when Buckles, when you were wondering, before you knew about the dementia and he was, like, being a little bit off, you were yeah. very clear when you were asking for feedback. When you were like, yeah. guys, okay, this is what's happening. What do you think? Yeah. Or what's your experience? So it's, for that's more so my thing. It's, like, the, the advice is welcomed when it's asked for. Um,
0: the advice is also welcomed if you have... I mean, I think I did say say that at that point. I was like, I really don't want – I think I said, unless you work as a vet or a vet, I really just can't hear anything. Or if you've had a similar experience happen and it was not a good turnout, I'm sorry, but I can't hear those stories right now. So that's another thing that happened. I was like, Buckles, his spleen is really funky and somebody's like, get it out right away because my dog's (laughs) spleen ruptured and it was horrible. And I'm like, okay, I don't – like, that's – that's not helpful. No. It's not. <laughs> so, and then I had a vet tech slide in and be like, hi, I know you said you didn't want X, Y, Z, but I'm a vet tech with really good news. This is what you can do. This is," And it just was such an uplifting approach. And I think there's a certain way to deliver challenging news. Um, and I think with hope and a message that everything's going to be okay. And if it's not, you know, okay, it's, um, what am I trying to say? There's a way to,
1: it's the tone. It's the way to, it's to, to phrase everything.
0: And there's a gentleness and that's how I need to be communicated with. In, full, in, especially if, if
1: Buckles is involved.
0: If Buckles is involved. Yeah.
1: And it's just, it's like what we talked about earlier with speaking up with, you know, with unsatisfactory uh, purchases, it's the tact, you know, there is, there is a way to, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. Right. Um, and I think, yeah, I mean, that's mostly it. It's really not even the unsolicited advice for real. Although yes, that's annoying too. And it's something that I've checked myself for in the past couple of years. I've made, I've been very intentional to step back and to not give unsolicited advice. So this goes back to us, you know, looking at how we behave in regards to this list. Um, so it's something that I definitely, I don't really do anymore unless someone asks me explicitly, but it's really just comes down to the approach and and just like sliding in people's DMs as an authority, you know, sliding in as an authority on Buckles' health, you know, at the end of the day, Candace knows Buckles. And so, so many people, I think, I mean, this also goes into um, the parasocial complex. And, you know, both of us, we share so much of ourselves. And so I get how people can feel that like they know us, but at the end of the day, like we're actually friends, you know? So right. as much as we show you, you still don't know us. Um, yeah. And sometimes people don't, they kind of forget that.
0: Which I get. Well, I've had people say it about my body too. Like, are you worried what? yeah, i are you worried you're getting too thick? Are you worried blah blah blah? And I just feel like that's so That's weird. Not it. <laughs> like that's, that's just so weird. Not, it's not okay to comment. we have had on people food. what?
1: I'm not yeah, I don't even know I'm surprised.
0: I'm too skinny or I'm too I'm too big or like, what do you do about your, like, how, how do you, somebody was, this wasn't like unsolicited advice or anything, but somebody was like, how do you um stay lean, but retain your, the boobs that you
1: have? And I'm like, I don't know.
0: It's just my buddy." I don't right. know.
1: <laughs> there wasn't a method. There wasn't a system. That's funny. Yeah. This, on a, I guess this actually is like another cringe thing, but it doesn't necessarily make me cringe. But I was thinking about this uh, recently is, um I, I well, I was going to say, I don't know if you've had this, but I'm sure you have now is comments about um, where you're going with your body. For me, I've had a lot, a lot of comments, not just now, but just basically my whole life from men who um, particularly, you know, I love a chocolate man. I love an African man. I love a Nigerian man. And Nigerian men in particular, I, have a, I can write a thesis on why they particularly love me. Like, I cannot stress you enough. From across a country, they'll find me. Like, Nigerian men find me. And I have a reason why, but one is my body type. And I get often that like for men, I'm, I'm, I'm solid, but I'm still a little, I'm, I'm soft in the right places basically. Um, and so they'll often make comments or like the other day I was telling this guy like, oh yeah, you know, like this is my year of abs. It's how I already know. And he's like, oh, nah, like, cause your body's so perfect the way it is. And like, you're going to lose body fat. And then like, he like grabs my thigh and he's like, look, like this is so sexy. Like don't change this. I know he meant it as a compliment. I didn't take any offense to it, but like, I don't make fitness goals off of (laughs) your opinion of how you know. And so, just anyone who receives any type of feedback like that, like, yo, if if it's not clear, fuck that. Just just move how you want to move.
0: It's you know the fitness world is is interesting in that there is a lot of talk around fat phobia and the idea that fitness in is inherently fat phobic, mm-hmm. and that when people set goals for themselves, regardless of their current size, that it's all rooted in this phobia of fat.
1: Yeah, true. And that
0: is an interesting. Um, it's an interesting. I don't know. I guess take. Yeah. And I. I don't. I don't know because I have clients who are per their doctor's, you know, orders are coming to me to work out and they don't like how they feel, they don't like how they look, and they want to feel and look a different way, which is going to require them to lose weight. And it's just interesting because then it goes deeper and it's like, well, the whole medical world is fat phobic. And it just, I don't know, it's just an interesting interesting kind of take i guess
1: it is it's also very cultural because like like i said you know for me at least for the men that that i'm interested in and the men that mm-hmm. like my body just in regards to dating um well more than dating but there has i've never received other than like one guy who was like a dick um my the feedback from men has always been like don't lose weight they 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 are the opposite. Like don't get skinny or don't yeah. even I've had friends reach out, especially like, you know, last year when I really started um the weight coming off because of everything with my gut. People reaching out to me like, Oh my God, you know, don't get any smaller or skinny mini, like all these different things and and it mm-hmm. yeah, it really turned me off. And I'm I we talked about this before, but it's just like comment on someone being fit or wow you look so strong but like you don't need to comment on the size of someone's body
0: i hate the compliment i don't i mean i guess it's a compliment but i don't take it as a compliment skinny like you look so skinny yeah me that is the biggest insult like i don't want to look underweight i don't want to look like Ever. like i don't i want to be strong that's and it i want to be, be like s- tight and strong that's, yeah that's I want to go for (laughs) it.
1: To know that all my muscles work to their best ability, like that I'm doing my best. That's it.
0: And everybody's got their own like thing. You know, some people don't want to look like that. And that's totally cool. And some people want to look however they want. Just let people live.
1: That's it. And just be strong. Uh, It's so true. It's like, yeah, like my thighs. If I would, if I've lost these, uh, I wouldn't even know who I would be.
0: Right. Okay. Next up, demanding, quote unquote, demanding links and feeling...
1: To all the things. Listen, I think this is my number one.
0: It is your number one. You hate this one. I hate. I get so mad. I get so angry. But it, I mean, so let's break it down. So we're talking about when people slide into the DMs or post on the photo. Where'd you get that?
1: Yes, my. Seen- <laughs> I get turned off by it because, well, one, like, I know right now I'm about to like start shopping heavily. I haven't shopped in a while, so it's been true. But when I do shop, um, uh, in particular, it's like, oh my God, where'd you get that? How can I get that? How can I get that? Um, and you know what, actually I this is related to, I got a question I posted recently about how I love how people come to me to celebrate and someone asked me such a beautiful question. I need to post some of my stories about it. She was like, what are three tips for celebrating others? And I'm like, I love that question. One of them is not making it about yourself. And so actually, that's the first one. It's not making it about yourself. One of my biggest, 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 um, ways that I identify new friends or if someone's going to be in my life is if they come to me and make things about them when they're com- when they're quote unquote complimenting me. So for example, if I said, Oh my God, Candace, I love your purse. That would look so good on me. Or wow, Candace, I love that new shirt. Uh, where can I get it? If you're turning everything into about you, I promise you, we're not going to be homies. And that's just, um, and so that's what it is. It's like first, that's one. The second part is we both share so much, um, we drop links to things. I have a shopping list. I have everything. So if for some reason I did not link something it's because the link does not exist because I live in right now in Mexico, I can't link you to the random spot on fifth. You know what I mean? This this hole in the wall. Right. Um, or I didn't want to. And so yeah. that's a piece of it. But two is three. It's just that it's the, Oh, send me a link to that. Who are you talking to? Who? I would yeah. never, I would never, I would never. 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 You do such a better for job me, at it than I do though, but you have a lot of affiliate links.
0: Right. So for me, I don't want to ever assume that people want the links to stuff. I don't know. I have like a weird thing about that. Like I kind of I, I kind of wanna I wanna know that people want the links before I go finding them. But there's just a certain way to ask. And give me the link is not it. <laughs> it's just, hey, I looked, but I didn't see it. When you have a second, can you please put the link for this? I don't, I, yeah, that, that I don't mind. I, it really bothers me when I say where the item is from. So the other day I was in a, a like a onesie jumpsuit kind of thing and I, I wrote the whole post, the caption of the post and at the very bottom I put, the jumpsuit is by this company. And people in the comments, where's the jumpsuit by? Where's the jump? It got to a point where I just, I'm just like, I'm not answering. I have a new policy. I'm not answering the questions if the answer is in the captions.
1: Yeah, no. That irritates me. No. And it's to clarify, it's for things that are like like the clothes or I don't know. you know, think, It's for things. If it's related to my business. No problem. (laughs) I'll send you the console link. I'll send you the course link. What you need, I'll send it to you. But it's just for the things that are extracurricular that really just have nothing to do with anything. And that actually, okay, on the cringing note, one of my things is, um, especially as a travel planner and just, like, working in hospitality and operations is when people don't read, Um, I am very effective at, like, making thoughtful emails and, like, bullets. Well, you know, newsletters and just communicating things strategically because I've worked in in these type of industries for so long. And so I literally like if if we're for example on WhatsApp, if someone asks me for something and I already said it and it's you could easily just search it, I will search it, reply to it, and then point to it. Or if I text someone and they ask me something for clarification, I will copy and paste the same text. It's not rude, it is direct. And it's also you got to remind them that they were capable of finding that information for themselves because those are those little seconds that add up that are taking away from my day. And that's, okay. yeah, that bothers me.
0: 100%. Shifting the conversation away from how everyone else makes us cringe. Let's talk about how <laughs> we make ourselves cringe.
1: <laughs> Ooh, well, we wrote a, we wrote down this example, but I could also just go off of a list probably yeah, of different can keep things. Going. Yeah. All right. Well, first we said just like listening back to this podcast. I had never done a podcast before. I listened to Namaste, the original Candace's first podcast. I listened to every episode. I loved it. Um, I'm also just so grateful that I did this with someone who already podcasted before. It just changed the game. And we just have such a great balance. You know, you yes. do this. Dan does this. I do this. It's been beautiful. <laughs> um, but yeah, listening back, especially at the beginning was such an adjustment. And we talked about this, but like saying shit because we forget that we're not just talking to each other. <laughs>
0: I know! But I think that's what makes the podcast so good, is because we're not thinking about the people who are listening, so we're not internally editing ourselves. We're yes. just kind of shooting the shit as if we're having, you know, we're just having a phone call.
1: It goes without saying, if for some reason, you know, you have you have been offended by anything we have said, you know that our, our intentions are made with love. Um, but yeah, that's a big one. And then we put also watching our own videos. I, watching videos of myself can go either way. It can be like, oh my God, like I'm not posting that. I can't believe I said that or like this looks weird or something. Or mm-hmm. I can watch the same video 57 times because I'm like, oh my God, the way the sun hits my left cheekbone <laughs> is fire. So it can go either way.
0: <laughs> For me, I cannot stand how much I say like. Oh. And... And um, and then when Dan edits, he always says, Before I start talking, I smack my lips, so I'll be like, Yeah, so, so did you hear that? Really? And I, I never noticed that I did that. And he's like, Yeah, Candace, look at the audio. So I'm looking at the little like squiggles of our audio, and every time I do it, there's like a burst, burst, burst. And he's he says that he has to take it out every single time he edits it. He edits it so that it doesn't ruins people's eardrums. So I'm I'm trying so hard to be conscious of that. And then I was speaking to my cousin, who I just feel she's so woke. And um, shout out to Olivia, I love oh, you. Oh, so we love you, Olivia. And she goes, I just don't care how people speak. Like I, I think that we attack attack women, especially in their up talk and, their, and how they end their sentences as a question and how they might have vocal fry and how they might say um or er. She's like, I don't really care. I just listen and it doesn't affect me and I don't feel like women should be policed into speaking wow. a certain way. And it was a whole different take than I'd ever considered. And yet at the same time, there's still that little voice in my head that's like, no, no, no. You need to speak direct. Don't yeah. end the sentence with a question. Don't have vocal fry, And don't say um or er or smack your lips. So I'm just trying to figure my life out here. And thank you for listening and putting up with me so far. And yeah, that's all I have to say about that.
1: I love that. I love that take of Olivia's though. I, yeah, I don't like, I love the take but I still have my thoughts about it. You know what I mean? Because- I love the
0: take, but
1: I was listening to a
0: podcast today and it was, I found it so hard to get through because of the, the tone of voice. Yeah. and There are certain creators I follow on TikTok whose content I really love, but the way that they speak is, is so grating to me that I just, I have no patience. I'll fast forward the video past them.
1: To- yeah. Same. And I was going to say, I feel like I, I love the take, but conversely, I do think, and we can, I, when we hang up, actually, I'm going to like look into this. I feel like there's like some science behind it as well. It's like with, you know, how you said speaking up versus there speaking is. down, that's how you re- how your brain is receiving the information. Right. So that's where I'm kind of, but I, I, that's just such an Olivia take that I love it.
0: I love her. So, but there, there is a, a scientific take too. If you are breathy, if you're, if your tone is up here and you constantly feel like you have to be taking a breath, it's because you're not using your diaphragm well and you're not speaking from a lower register and you're not breathing properly and your shoulders are probably rounded forward and you're probably flexing through the spine and therefore your lungs can't expand in a proper way to fuel what you're trying to say. So it winds up sounding very upper register, very breathy. And I think that's interesting as well.
1: Which makes sense because sometimes when when people are like like breathy speakers, or I get stressed listening to them. Yes, and yes. I'm like, and it's like it makes sense because they're probably their body is stressed because they're not properly getting like a full oxygen flow, and then I'm stressed just listening to them. Also, right.
0: if you watch their videos, a lot of times the breathy people will use their scalenes, their their neck muscles to to fuel uh, this here fuel the breath yeah and so they end up looking like this and it's um it's very stressful
1: on the body that makes so much sense entirely mm-hmm. and another one that we i can't believe we didn't mention on our cringe episode this is one listen i'll say i'll try to take an olivia take on this i try Wait. to do my best i work on it every day what is it slow talkers like oh,
0: fucking nice. slow talkers I cannot mm-hmm. please get
1: it the fuck out like please and I know this is like New England vibes I get it I know we move quickly we're just very fast people we're fast thinkers we're fast movers I really try to be patient but literally all my friends talk about- next weekend we're in Miami It's just a fest the people talking fast you know what I mean it's how my brain processes information it's my literal dream it's the dream and it's also something one of mine is talking over people. And it's not because I'm like like I, I when I listen to the podcast, that's something I listened to for I was like, fuck, I spoke over her again. And it's not that I'm necessarily like speaking over you or rushing you through anything. It's that if we're talking, that's how we're talking because our brains are taking in so much information, you know? But when
0: well, we play off each other's vibe. And I noticed, that's another thing I noticed that I do too. I feel like I talk over you, but I'm not trying to talk, I'm just like, Yes, and da-da-da-da-da and right. that's how our brains work yeah
1: that's it and I don't because I don't even I you said that I never even heard you talk over me it doesn't even register in my brain but as a podcast technically right we would ideally not talk over each other so that the listener can maybe have a more enjoyable experience so I don't know if you guys have noticed that it's something that I'm trying to be mindful of but it We're really is, work it's <laughs> how we speak to each other and our brains just process everything in the process you know
0: As far as watching my own videos, it's – it ranks up there with um, listening to myself usually. It's more when I'm watching these types of videos where I'm watching myself speak because I feel like I talk out of one side of my mouth because for the longest time I had this like fang of a tooth. I think I told this story, but I had this fang of a tooth. And it began to affect me so much that I subconsciously started talking out of one side of my mouth, the, like, prettier side of my teeth. And then I got my teeth fixed, and now I'm trying to, like, retrain myself to use these muscles over here. So I talk evenly. But,
1: man, I really pick myself apart. (laughs) I feel that, though, because, like, on – I don't think I've ever watched – I usually listen to our podcasts, like, while I'm living my life, obviously. I've never watched them on YouTube. But I know that I do, like, when I rewatch workshops and stuff what gets me are the times when I'm not talking. So, cause then <laughs> that's just like your natural environment, right? I'm very right. Uh, fidgety, Like, you know, I'm always moving. Like, and so I, sometimes I'm watching myself. I'm like, what the fuck? I, sit still. Or like, why are you, what are you doing? What are you doing? Um. So yeah, that's mine.
0: One of the best life lessons I ever got was in sixth grade. We had to give, maybe it was sixth or eighth. I think it might've been eighth. We had to give a speech. And it had to be videotaped, and then you had to watch it back. Oh! And I did this tucking behind, tucking my hair behind my ear. Tip. <laughs> we actually counted, and it was like twenty-three times in a three-minute speech. It was outrageous. So I'm really cognizant of not doing this anymore. But with that said, I'm I'll be up in the camera like yes, this, <laughs> yes, or I'll have kale in my teeth or yep. whatever. It is, but. Listen, at the end of the day, we're all just humans. So that's that's my story and I'm sticking to it. It's all it a part, part of, of the
1: game. Mm-hmm. And you can have a cringe list, you know, that's fine. Um, but just know if you ask me how, things that I love about myself right now, I would not be able to stop. So it's okay if you have things about yourself that make you cringe. Just make sure that that other list is a lot longer.
0: Let's end on three things we love about ourselves. Oof. Oof,
1: okay. Do you want to go first?
0: Oh gosh, okay. Um, should we make it biz- like business orient like business oriented?
1: Of course, you went back to business.
0: <laughs> I feel like this whole episode was about businessy things that make us cringe. Well, in our
1: voice and stuff. It just it just okay. as in general it could be both. It could be either.
0: Okay, okay, okay. All right. Uh, I love that I am willing to be a beginner at things. I rarely feel intimidated doing new things, even with like groups of people, because I, it's so easy for me to just be like, oh, I'm brand new to this. I'm learning. And so I like that I give myself that grace and I don't put so much pressure on myself to be perfect the first time around.
1: Okay. I love turn. it. Wait, okay. We're doing one? Yeah, let's do one and one and one and one. Okay, okay. Um, I would say mine is that I intentionally aspire, like for myself as a person and for my business to be a safe space for all the humans to show up authentically as themselves and know that they will be welcomed as such.
0: <sighs> did you hear my lip snap? My- yeah, I did. I heard
1: it now. But it's something that only
0: your husband would realize. I'm gonna, I'm really gonna work on that. Well, it's ironic too, because I was going to say as I appreciate that over the years I have honed my skills, my speaking skills, and I like the tone of my voice now. So listening to myself back is not as horrible an experience as it used to be. And I just appreciate, I guess I'm giving myself credit for taking the time to listen to the cringeworthy moments, identify what I dislike about my speaking voice, and try to fix those things so that it's... You know enjoyable for other people, and I feel more confident.
1: I love that the confidence and I would say that's mine. My number two is that I show up authentically as my confident best self, um, which means that I'm not scared to show my failures and my lessons learned and challenges along the way, and in turn that helps other people do the same and just show up as you know the best selves that they deserve.
0: <sighs> final thing' right? um, I'm like.
1: Oh. Mm-hmm.
0: There's so many. Uh, I guess I'll end with the the fact that I like myself. Mm. It took a really long time to get here. And I know there's still certain aspects of my life that I'm trying to work on. But I think I'm getting a little bit of kickback from you. So I'm just going to mute you for a sec. Um, but I'm just proud of myself that I've done a lot of hard work to get to a point where I feel proud of who I am. I feel... Um, like I, I do work that feels meaningful and is fulfilling to me and I get up every day just really, even though, you know, we might be going through hard times, you know, my grandmother buckles, Dan's brother-in-law, whatever, or Dan's brother, whatever it, we're going through that's tough, I still wake up every day feeling grateful for the life that I have, that I've created for myself and the person that I am and the circle of friends I have, Feel like finally I have this great circle around me. Um, and it just took a really long time to get here. And I'm I'm just thankful that I got to this place. I'm so proud of myself for doing the work to get there. I tap
1: it twice. I love that. <laughs> That's beautiful. My, I was going to say mine is along the same line. Like um, you know, there's obviously a healthy balance in making sure that I don't attach my self-worth to my ambitions, but I love my drive. Like it is just, um, it's, it's me, you know, I think, I think a lot of people, I I've had friends tell me, you know, if, if Megan came to you and said that she was going to be an astronaut, you'd be like, all right, she's going to be an astronaut. Um, and I'm just so dedicated to making my dreams come true. And doing that in an ethical way, doing that in a way that serves everyone, doing that in a way where no one is harmed and everyone gets good out of it. Um, And I'm so proud of myself for getting me here because it has not been easy and I didn't necessarily uh, have the, you know, the easiest path. But yeah, it's just, I'm I'm proud of myself for genuinely welcoming the unknown. Like I'm really excited for everything to come because I know that either way I'm going to be good. I love that. Boom! we had to end on a cheesy note.
0: I know it's so much cheese. I love (laughs) cheese though. It's so
1: perfect. (laughs) Perfect ending to a cringe episode. Love it. Alrighty. That's a wrap. We hope you enjoyed the penultimate episode of Made with Intention. We'll be back next week with our final episode. We're covering one of our favorite topics, all the things goals and goal getting. Until then, you can follow me, Made in America, that's M-A-E-D, in America, across socials. And you can find Candace at Yoga by Candice. Thank you so much for your feedback, your requests, your reviews, the DMs. Um, so happy that you all are enjoying this podcast and have enjoyed it. It's been such a pleasure making this for you. Um, I especially love that you all feel like you're vibing with your friends when you listen to these episodes. And so, ciao besties. See you next week.